Grab your popcorn, grab your decapitated head, get your butter, get your bag of blood. This is the 2022 edition of the 31 Days of Dread, where Peter A. DeLuca, a.k.a. Pad, your boy here, the film buff, does one horror movie a day. And that's me talking. I'm your host. I'm not a vampire. I'm not. I'm, I'm almost a zombie because I've just been doing nothing but watching these movies so I can discuss them all with you. But here it is, the 31 Days of Dread. Everyone, I am so excited to bring you these movies. We're, we're doing modern-day horror for the first time ever. We're, we're barely even going to hit 2021. We're going to focus on 2022. So roll over in that coffin and let's go. A.K.A. Powders, welcome back. It's time to go back to 1978. No, not the year I was born. The year Kiss phantom of the park dropped this movie i don't think it ever got a official release meaning never got put out by kiss no dvd distributor ever picked it up no official vhs company ever picked it up i believe it did have a vhs drop in the 80s it might have been 88 or 89 but it, it never really resurfaced and phantom of the park became this uh like like part of the under underground the bootleg library where you know you would go to a comic book convention uh maybe like a, a record store used record store a flea market and there's always that vendor there's always that vendor that has a ton of bootleg stuff like uh fantastic four roger corman uh the the made for tv captain america movies the uncut version of uh aliens at one time so which was really a rip from the uh, laser disc. So, what are we talking about here? We're talking about Studio Six Six Six, and this is important. And I just it, and I already did record an episode of this where I kept calling it Phantom of the Paradise. I got Phantom of the Park mixed up with Phantom of the Paradise, the 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 Brian De Palma film that's a riff on Phantom of the Opera. So we're doing this again. And I just want to say, like, it's not like musicians and rock stars and pop stars haven't been in movies, haven't starred in movies, haven't been featured in movies, even ones about their own lives. But it has been a while since the actual, like, Foo Fighters in this case, or Kiss in that case, were themselves their characters or their real life personas it, it was it, it was one to one it would be as if lady gaga was in a lady gaga movie where like you know maybe she gets transported to a far off sci-fi universe or something and this movie it's it's directed by bj mcdonald he is he's a lens man the camera guy and he he put together a incredible movie high gore you know the, the uh, type of gore that you kind of cringe at amazing deaths as you would want in a foo fighters movie <laughs> foo fighters let's let's kill the foo fighters movie and he orchestrated a movie that has a lot of daytime shoots or daytime shots and daytime scenes and these things just come through now along the way we have some comedians we've seen and the, the plot is somewhat connected to real life, meaning people do this. So imagine a, a, an old mansion 
and it has this this level of uh, the, these acoustics. So you know, you and your your whole crew, you guys uh, rent rent this place out for a couple months, and you record your album with these amazing acoustics. And it's like you, the producer, a couple other people coming and going. And that, you know, and by the end of this process, you you have an album. Well, that's what the Foo Fighters trying to do in this movie. And, of course, it ends in a straight-up horror flick, which is, I mean, it's a total surprise. I'll say that. This movie, it really could have been dumb and corny and just not there. But. The corniness and the comedy come off as a break between these ridiculous horror scenes. We're also dealing with people who are not actors and, and they don't really land or uh, jump at their lines or attack their lines the right way. And some of that could be the uh, direction and, and what they're told. But what we have, though, it w- we have something special by uh, arguably, right? Dave Grohl is like the greatest like musician today. We just have to say it. But we have something that's fun, that's meta, that also connects back to 1978 and, and Kiss and you know Kiss and the Phantom of the Park. And it's just something I wish we've seen more of. And I, that's why I say, like, go go check out this movie. This movie, movie was orchestrated and created to have a good time. Just sit down, have a good effing time, watch the effing movie, you know, laugh cringe a little bit uh, and just and just be done like do a little brain dump and be done with your evening not every single movie deserves to be this this monumental river runs through it far in the way type piece it's not oscar bait this movie hopefully like lends itself to other creators other musicians outside of insane clown posse with their uh hustlers movie what was it like big time hustlers or old county hustlers which they are, you can argue they are ICP in that that dated <laughs> or that that um uh, period cowboy movie where uh, they're just in ICP makeup. So like you know that's a little bit of, of, of a middle ground of what I'm talking about. But it just it, it would be great if uh, you know like why can't Eminem just be Eminem in the Eight Mile movie? You know probably for like legal reasons and things like that. But I just think like more metal bands like you know like Iron Maiden, Megadeth, Amon, Amarth. Guar, like, why don't we have like a one-to-one scenario where these people are themselves in this type of universe that they do portray through their lyrics, the songs, the the album artwork, like all of it. Like, you, you already have us. You already pulled us into a point, and you you can seal it. Uh, you know, imagine Guns and Roses. Imagine Guns and Roses being GNR in the GNR movie. During the the height of appetite for destruction, like our minds would have blown, it would have probably changed cinema. But I do feel like Dave Grohl is is trying to do something like that. But, but, you know, with kind of spearheading, green lighting, starring, putting his face all over this movie, and and essentially being there, not being shy of what the movie is. Big shout out to B.J. McDonald though he he really did a fantastic job. He's a career filmmaker career crew guy uh he's directed other movies but he he knows what he's doing i think this is this movie is a great stepping stone for him which kind of lends to the theme of 2022 with the 31 days of dread where everything runs through horror and bj mcdonald this is another example of that this guy i i truly believe it. i feel like 
he can do much more with the camera. I feel like he can do something with a terrifier, with a hatchet, heck, even possibly scream. There, I said it. But everyone, check out this movie. It's fantastic. And and if you can, it might be on YouTube. Check out Phantom, Phantom of the Park, starring Kiss, K-I-S-S, rock and roll. All right, people, next one, Terrifier 2. The future of film is horror, and thanks for uh, thanks for all of that, everyone. Thanks for hanging out with me. Getting back to uh, my, my, my point there. The future is horror. The future of cinema is horror. So everyone here, and I've never, ever, in, in all these years, I've never made this request. But everyone that we highlight, every single filmmaker, male, female, ghoul, goblin, you, got, you know the drill. But check them out. Find them on a streaming platform i usually highlight how i watch these movies on which platform even if i rented it or bought it so you guys know a little bit of the price range it's important that we support all of these movies and all of these filmmakers because they are the future the future is horror thanks for hanging out